This is the Advanced Selling Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now, your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. This is Bill Kasky back at the Advanced Selling Podcast. Brian's out today, and we're going to be uh, talking to a special guest. Phil Bounsell is uh, VP of... Strategic Accounts. Strategic Accounts at Walker Information. Now, full disclosure, Walker is a client of ours, and uh, we work with some of their sales team and uh, client service team. And I've known Phil for several years, and I thought it would be a uh, really interesting topic to talk about today. And this whole idea of client loyalty, client service, how do we know our clients, even though we think they're loyal, are they really loyal to us? So Phil and I were talking the other day, and we thought it would make sense to have him on. So welcome, Phil. Thank you, Bill. Why don't you tell us, uh, give us 30 seconds on what Walker does. That way we'll kind of understand the context that you bring to this. Sure. Walker is a, Walker is a firm that really helps its clients, companies of all types, in all industries, of all sizes. We help companies understand their customers in a way that allows them to grow their business better. Okay. And so the, the average person who is listening to this as a sales professional or a sales manager or somebody probably who's in, or a president, somebody who's in, interested in client acquisition and client retention, what are some of the things that companies miss when they look at the whole spectrum of clients that they have? What are one or two things they miss? Well, even, even those of us that believe we're customer-focused, when we think about our customers and try to react to customer needs, we still are thinking about it through our, our perspective, not really our customer's perspective. And, and when we try to make decisions that are customer-focused, we'll miss sometimes. We will make, uh, we'll make wrong decisions because we don't really understand the, the relationship through the eyes of our customers. So, for example... Uh, if you were to try to determine how loyal your customers were, which customers are, are with you, which customers are emotionally attached to you, and which are ready to walk out the door, if you just guessed, you could make a pretty good guess using your gut, but you'd be wrong in a number of instances. Whereas if you were to take a more scientific or a more validated approach and really try to understand your entire customer base, you'd have a better view of not only who's loyal, but what makes them loyal. So it would enable you to react better to that, serve your clients better, and improve uh, improve retention and therefore growth. So is there a is there a distinction between uh, client satisfaction and client loyalty? Because you you've mentioned loyalty, and I know a little bit about it because I'm sort of a in a little bit of an insider with you. But I think that's an important distinction to make because we all sort of jump to well, yeah they're they're happy with us they're satisfied. But that there's a distinction between them. Well, yeah, there's a big distinction. That that, that would be what we'd call a high hanging curveball, right? I mean. Look, here's the deal. You know, it's not very it's not a very high bar to to maintain satisfaction. You know, you might ask uh, you might ask someone if they're satisfied, and if you had a visual, it would sort of require the shoulder hunch, right? Oh, sure, I'm I'm satisfied, but that doesn't mean that that customer is really attached to you, and it doesn't mean that you're going to get what you need to from that customer to help you grow your business. A satisfied customer is not necessarily more likely to grow with you. They're not necessarily more likely to allow you to penetrate with new products and services. They're not necessarily more likely to uh, repel competitive offers. Right. Whereas a truly loyal customer is more likely to do all those things. A truly loyal customer is a customer that's more likely to do the things you need your customers to do yeah. to help you grow yeah. your business. I love that raising the bar uh, concept because I think the sometimes the attitude is, hey, when my customer calls, I serve them. I ship what they want. And that's such a low bar. 
And, and the question is, is are you going in and helping them identify problems that they didn't even know they had? Are you tying your, are you embedded in that account so far that they can't imagine doing business without you? And, and those are some of the higher bar. It's that concepts. emotional attachment. I, I wrote a, a story in my blog uh, last week about uh, a local lady who manages a pharmacy. And outside of her responsibilities, that she uses her lunch hour to deliver prescriptions to people who can't get out to come get them. Wow. Totally outside of her, her responsibility and really a surprise, right? These people are surprised by that service, and now suddenly she's attached. It's above and beyond. That's not just satisfying those customers. No. That's really surprising them in a way that helps them be more successful. It helps them manage their health care better, right, in this case. Yeah, right, right. And, um, and, helps them, and helps them in a way that they really did not expect from her. They're attached to her. So what if I'm a sales manager here listening to this and and uh and I'm looking at this and saying okay what have have we undershot the bar I mean do we have the bar solo what are some things that I should be considering doing that would enhance my relationship other than just calling on them when I say I'm going to call on them and doing what I say I'm going to do how can I take that up a notch what are some things Well you know some of the things that we normally see as as really important drivers of loyalty they generally relate to the, the times in which there's a personal interaction. Those are the opportunities okay. to either build or destroy loyalty when there's some type of a one-on-one -on -one interaction. So, number one, if there's a problem of some kind, fix it right away. Fix it better than they expected. In fact, we sometimes see that customers who have problems with us that we repair in a, in a very effective way become okay. more loyal than, than those that never had a problem at all. So... Fix problems first and, and, and face foremost. and personal interaction is a critical part versus hiding behind email. Absolutely, or, absolutely. That personal interaction. Second thing, make it easy to do business with you. You know, don't make it difficult for your customers to do business with you because that's one more barrier that they don't really need. Yeah. And that that concept of being easy to do business with is frequently a driver of loyalty. Mm -hmm. The third thing, and, and I think right now with what we're dealing with in today's, uh, today's economy, this is really important. Help your customers succeed. Find ways to help them. Uh, don't, don't, just, don't just try to sell them your, your product or service, but find ways to help your product or service help them uh, meet their challenges. Yeah. We just had a perfect example of that in a training class that we did. Uh, uh, one of our clients is a web developer, web designer. Uh, I think every other person on the planet's a web designer <laughs> right. today. But anyway, he was talking about a client that he was out to, a prospect that he was out to see. And and the prospect was lamenting about business and how he's lost some pieces of business and his and he doesn't have any cash to do this web project. And yet this guy's project will put cash in his pocket. But there is a there's a disconnection there. The guy sees his web project as all expense and not revenue. And and unless the salesperson for the web development company can bridge that gap and say, look, you know, we're, you're looking at us as having a website. We can help you with your cash flow. Uh, that's what you mean by helping your customers succeed. It may not even – it may be a matter of changing his thinking around what you sell that absolutely. helps him succeed. That's absolutely right. We're frequently way too tied up with, with ourselves, our yeah, with our stuff, right. our product, our service, our science, our intellectual property, whatever it might be and not nearly interested enough in the problems that our customers are trying to, trying to, uh, to solve. Yeah. 
And that's where you really can make a difference. So let's go back to number two. You had uh, one-on-one face-to-face interaction. And number three was help, help their business. Let's go back to number two. And that is, are we easy to do business with? Not, are we easy to start to do business with? And then are we easy to continue to do business with? What should I be looking at if I'm a VP of sales listening? And, uh, you know, how do I answer that question? Because I'm, I think people have become so close to their business. They say, well, hell yeah, yeah. We're easy to do business with. You go to the website, you download a PDF, you fill it out, you fax it back. Well, wait a minute. Is that the easiest way to do business with us? Right. Maybe there's a shortcut. Maybe we can offer you a shortcut. Maybe there's a, maybe the, again, the personal interaction. What if I show up and help you? instead of causing you to have to fill out this form and fax it back. You know, one thing that we see frequently with companies that have multiple products or services, that there's a separate path, a separate channel hmm. for each separate service or product. So instead of being able to call in and say, I want to, I want to buy these, th- these three things from you, I have to interact with three different people to buy three different products. Yeah. Highly frustrating for people. Yeah. You know, those are the kind of things that we tend to do Again, because we're too focused internally on how we're going to operationalize our business <laughs> right. and not on how we're going to interact with our customers. Now, somebody like you has to, when you go out and have a bad customer service experience, which they're all over the place, you can't help but have, you've got to, I mean, don't you tear up sometimes when you say, oh, my God, this guy has spent millions of dollars and that's the kind of service I get? I mean, don't, doesn't it affect you differently than it might the average Well, child? it probably does. Yeah, it probably does. In fact, um, we talk about this a lot at work because those personal experiences that you have make great analogies for thinking about our own businesses, right? So when you have a bad experience at a restaurant or at a repair place or wherever it might be, you think about that and you think about how you have to make sure in your own business yeah, that good. you're not doing the yeah. same exact things that, that they're doing. Now, you, now you're on the receiving end. Yeah. Uh, you know, we laugh a lot uh, about uh, the companies that, that do the customer satisfaction surveys. In fact, at my home, we had a washer and dryer delivered not too long ago. And the last thing that the delivery guy did was give me a survey. And he said, now I get paid <laughs> based on how well you fill this out. Oh. So can you fill this can out right now honest, and give me a bunch of tens? And you know, and I you know, told the guy he was talking to the wrong he was talking to the wrong person for that. But but yeah, th- those are the kind of things that we do unintentionally sometimes yeah. to to really harm that relationship that we're trying to build with our customers. Yeah. You know what really aggravates me and and probably does you too is when I get a customer and I you know, surprisingly enough, your business as many people as there are in your business, as many people who say they do customer, I don't get too many vendors asking me what I think of them. It's just so small. I mean, maybe a, a percent of the vendors that we work with actually, maybe it's not that they don't do surveys. It's I don't know if they really care about what we think of them. And uh, so when you do find someone who cares about the, the relationship, you've got to do more than just, you've got to follow up with them. So when I fill out a survey and I send it in, it's nice to get a phone call, say, hey, I got your survey. A couple things came to my attention. One is you weren't happy with this. Hey, let's talk about that. How can we help you? That almost never happens. Well, it's a huge issue. And I'll tell you, what will happen is the next time you get the survey, you won't fill you it won't out. You won't fill it out? All right. So now I'm not getting your feedback at all. So instead, instead of getting your feedback, I'm, I may even react to your feedback, but if I don't tell you Thank you for your feedback. We're reacting to it. Here's what we're doing. Or, as you said, come out and work together to determine what we're going to do. That that, that close-the-loop process of making sure that that your customer knows what you're doing in response to the feedback he or she has given you, it's critical. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's good. Uh, give us your uh, corporate websites and also your blog because I know people will hear this and want to read it. Uh, the website's walkerinfo.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, under the tab Knowledge Center, all of the Walker blogs are on there. Mine's on there, and it's called Valuable Accounts. Valuable Accounts. So go to uh, walkerinfo.com, Valuable Accounts. Uh, the Knowledge Center, and you can read Phil's blog, and you publish on a frequent basis, I assume? Pretty frequently, okay, yes. Okay, good, good. Uh, any last thoughts about, uh, uh, we, we've talked about a lot of things today. We've talked about the, the idea of client loyalty. We've talked about some specific things that everybody can do to improve loyalty. Is there anything you have that would be sort of a way to bring it all together? Well, I'd just say that times are tough right now for most people. The last thing you can afford is to lose customers that you already have. So serving your customers in a way that, that will endear them to you, I think, is a, a pretty critical thing that we can be doing right yeah. now. Good. Phil, thanks for being on today. Thank you, Bill. Okay, we'll be back with the Van Selling Podcast next Thursday. And uh, in absence of Brian Neal, this is Bill Kasky. So long. See you next time. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast, presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to BillKasky.com or to iTunes.